This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. Weird facts. Cotton candy was invented by a dentist. A cloud can weigh more than a million pounds. The sea-dwelling comb jelly has a disappearing butt. And funny people talking is... is still here, folks. What a... what a wacky world. This is Funny People Talking. I'm Eliza Kingsbury. I'm a comedian, actor, writer, and self-proclaimed pop star. And I would rather go through the devastation of checking my mailbox every day and never opening a single letter than listen to funny people talking. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Rako, and staring at me through her purple glasses is our producer, Elsie. Hi, Elsie. Hey. How you doing? I'm all right. Okay. You may notice missing is Dresden. Missing in action. Dresden was supposed to join us, but had an urgent business call and i i don't know if she's going to be done you know the the show does not stop for anything but hopefully maybe she'll join us midstream so you never know you'll never know to the end of the show if she did or not so just wait could happen we'll see maybe she's uh creating another dresden moment yeah, that could be. But my guess it's is to she our, my, to our benefit. My guess is she is. I don't know if she's going to tell us about it or not, but I bet it's a moment. These things happen in business, putting a fire out and all that. Speaking of fire, by the way, directly outside my apartment right now is a fire truck. So I don't know if you can hear that in the background or not, but let's see what happens. Maybe it'll be an evacuation right in the middle of the show. We don't know. But anyway, for now, we're so excited you're here and also here is our guest, Eliza Kingsbury. She is a comedian, an actress, a writer, a self-proclaimed pop star, as she said. And by the way, she, uh, in recent months during the pandemic, released a really awesome Lady Gaga parody video that got all sorts of attention. And uh, and we'll talk about that uh, as well as whatever she's up to. But uh, she's fun. And I think she'll have a fun. So anyway, Eliza, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Hello. By the way, so nice to have another guest right on a real mic and everything. She's got her mic, got her headphones. She's even, yeah, her sound is great. She's got the uh, <laughs> acoustic uh, foam in the background, and she doesn't mess around. Good for you. All right, so Eliza, welcome to the show. We have a great show ahead, and maybe Dresden will even join us, but we are going to take a break from yum or yuck in this episode because Elsie's got a little story from Elsie's world she's got to share. If Dresden joins, she will have a Dresden moment. Otherwise, I'll share a Mark moment. And, of course, our salute to Tina Fey and a really, really great, great, great improv game. And then all about Eliza and her parody and lots more. All coming up. But first, but first, you are in my target sites right now, Elsie, because Dresden's not here. And I, I actually have a question for you. Yeah. Well, I, I noticed that you have a giant blue peace sign that's in some sort of makeup or something just on your face it's one big giant peace sign that you've drawn on your face and i was just sort of curious i'm very surprised you drew anything on your face you don't look like a face drawer to me so i just wanted to get an idea of what the hell yeah well i before i came on today my next door neighbor knocked on my door and was in a frantic kind of Oh, I don't know what you call it. But anyway, she had to go out and she said, please, for the love of God, I'll do anything. Watch my kids. And I was like, but I don't do things like that. I just, I, I don't. Uh-huh. I, I, and um, she's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm telling you, I'll do anything. And I was like, you won't because I'm going to ask you for a million dollars and you're going to do it. So, <laughs> um, so, but you know, I, I had a moment of fine, fine, fine. So I was like, fine, I'll watch your kids, but I'm going to your house. You're not bringing them to my house. So I went next door and I, and I was in there and they have been doing all kinds of Halloween prep. So I became the victim of their makeup session. So, so. It was not the usual ghost or goblin. They went with a peace sign. 
Well, that's all that's in the news. So, you know, kids, you know, they, mim- they mimic stuff that they, they mimic stuff that they see. So they don't know what it means. You know, they just see the symbol. They see it's a symbol. They know it's important. Superhero. They're seeing it everywhere, it's like a so, superhero yeah. symbol. So, yeah. And I didn't have time. The, their mom got home a little late. So I, re- I rushed for the recording and I didn't have time to take off the makeup. And so hence, you know, that's what I look like. Well, I like it. It's a new look for you. And um, I think you should put it in your repertoire. Well, we're, we're going to go with the uh, glass half full and say it could have been worse. That's right. That's true. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, uh, let's get started with the show. Why don't you tell me to start the show, Elsie? Start the show, Mark. Fair enough. From the Mouth Media Network studios in New York City, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako. Dresden Angle and Elsie. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Dresden has joined us. Uh, lucky us. Dres, you okay? Do you need a moment? You need a... No. You, you good? I'm good. Okay. I'm here now. I'm with the funny people. Life yes. is good. So, uh, Life is good. So, of course, we're here with Elsie. And say hi to Eliza Kingsbury. Hello, Eliza Kingsbury. Am Hello. I the only actor friend of yours who just has to put an accent on it? Eliza Kingsbury. (laughs) Lots of them. In fact, my full name is Eliza Dewhurst Kingsbury, if you really want to go there. Hey, Eliza Dewhurst Kingsbury III. PBS hasn't sued you yet for stealing their name. (laughs) Oh, my God. They probably have a project in motion with that. Eliza Dewhurst. Maybe you should just, if you don't already have, like, like do the whole, like, reserve the domain of the whole name just in case, you know? Um, Anyway, uh, Dresden. I'm glad you're here with us. With the Duchess, with you and the Duchess <laughs> and Elsie. So, Drez, I thought maybe uh, I would, because I already had in motion, I had a, a, a recent fun little little Mark moment instead of a Dresden moment. Good, and yes. I thought Give I me time the, for one of those. Take the heat Please. off of you for a second. I was just going to say that um, the other day I recorded a voiceover with one of my yes. little fun stars that I love out there. His name is Michael Imperioli. He played Christopher yep. Moltisanti on Sopranos, and he, he was also on uh, Law & Order. So I just had an opportunity. My company, Mouth Media Network, that produces this show, is doing a really amazing collaboration with a not-for-profit artist organization in New York called Art on the Ave. And they're basically putting artwork that's been curated from about 300 submissions. So there's around 27 artists uh, in empty storefronts along Columbus Avenue on the Upper West Side. And we are putting what we call story dots, which are scannable QR symbols and you scan it and then you hear a story from that artist about their piece of art. So it really makes it interactive. Well, who is doing the narration on this on like the introduction to the whole thing, but Michael Imperioli of Sopranos and Law and Order fame. And I got to do the voiceover recording session. So I felt like a little girl, seven-year-old girl on Christmas morning. Let me tell you, just, just, uh, I don't know what that means, by the way. I don't know why I picked a girl, (laughs) a seven-year-old boy. I'll just say a seven-year-old boy on Christmas morning. Uh, And how about this? You'll shoot your eye out. I did. I almost did. So, but Michael, Michael, as I call him, was so, I did start out, by the way, hello, Mr. Imperioli, and then it just felt too, too formal. Long story short, nothing cataclysmic happened, but it was really interesting because, although this sounds sad, we both know somebody that starred in his film that happens to be the husband of a woman I used to work for. And we ended up talking about his passing and how nice a man he was and stuff like that. And then I asked him, after we finished the voiceover session, which went very well, I asked him if it was okay for me to take a screen grab. And then if I could, if assuming I could, could I post it on social media? And he said, yes, you can. He said, and by the way, I really appreciate you asking. Yeah. And, and, and that was it. And we ended on a nice note. And the whole thing lasted about probably nine minutes from beginning to end. But, you know, I'm, I'm not usually starstruck, to be honest with you, but I, I just... I, it was really weird. I'm talking to him. I can see his home from the inside. I assume <laughs> it's his home. By the way, his home looked like <laughs> <laughs> like if you could think Are of like so say... like 
some like from a, the Sopranos. Yeah, Is like some like say? it looked like like the you know like the the entrance way to the de- the dining room looked like it had gold oh. gilding around the edge of it, and it just looked like there was some nice uh, paintings up and so it's forth. All you method. know, it's all method. It was. It was. It looked exactly like I would have thought his character <laughs> would live in. But anyway, he was the nicest man, and uh, and we ended on that note. Uh, but I thought it was so interesting that he was so appreciative that I asked him. Because yeah, I mean, anytime you've posted my nudes on the funny people talking, you always ask. And that's really kind. I, well, I mean, you know, after the first one, you gave me a lot of what for. <laughs> I'm not going to not ask again. My husband was a little miffed, but you guys worked it out. <laughs> we did. We did. He, look, I, all, if I had known he wanted one of his posted too, <laughs> just to like, he just didn't want to be outgunned. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> because you know my husband there's so much truth to that i i know you will also play this moment for him when when this goes, goes out and you'll be like paul paul we talked about you right now eliza's like oh dear god what are dear they gonna god. ask me no, I think, for I think, uh, I think eliza's going i'm not really sure why i'm needed on the show at this point but <laughs> but anyway so that was my little mark moment so um so, mark thank you. yeah what's up so so he was a real good fella then Oh, <laughs> nice. He was. He was a very nice. <laughs> You're very good, Elsie. Speaking of Elsie, we're not going to do yum or yuck this time, Dresden, because Elsie has a little story she thought we share. So it's, a mo- it's time for an episode of Elsie's World. Nice. Yeah, I don't really have a world, but. Um... <laughs> so, 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 so you, if there was a movie about you and there was a trailer, it would not start out in a world. It would just be like, do you have like a yeah. neighborhood block? Can we give you something? <laughs> yeah. Um... Okay. She loves bacon. She's cantankerous, and her cat's in a jazz band. She's the producer. It's Elsie. So yeah, we're not doing the uh, yummy yuck because it's like. I don't get to share and that's not so fun. So I'm going to give that a break. Just me eating and you guys watching and listening. It's like, yeah. So my story is about pre-COVID when I used to ride a subway, but it also kind of ties into the whole COVID thing because you wouldn't want it. Well, you don't want to do what I saw, whether there's COVID or not. So um, there was a mom and two kids. One was a baby and one was a I don't know, three or four years old, something. And uh, she had all of her attention on the baby and the three or four year old was sitting. They were in one of those two seaters where it's next to the door. There's the bar that you hold on to. And so while she was not paying attention to the toddler, he was licking the subway pole. <laughs> so <laughs> so oh. I, I kept trying to get her attention. And uh, <laughs> I, but I you were gagging. I couldn't get her attention. And um, so finally someone tapped her and, and she spoke Spanish only. So I pulled out my best Spanish and I said, um, es sucio, which I was trying to be like, is dirtier, is garbage or something. And then she went, huh? And looked at her kid and she's like, oh, oh Dios mío. So, um, so, yeah. So you she, looked at a strange woman and you said garbage and dirty. Like and you the, were the, the, surprised. Subway pole, not, the subway pole, not her kid. No, no, I know, but were you pointing at something when you said? Well, the, dirty- the subway pole, the 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 kid licking the dirty subway pole. Oh my god! So, oh, so I wonder is, is there a clean subway pole? I, by the way, I think <laughs> that she, I think that she was um, a little, you know, stunned. Took her a second to digest it. So, oh my god! <laughs> I'm sure. And, so, and her son too, but a Bing. Oh, so, yeah. So not a good. Uh, <sighs> Not a good thing to be doing. I will and, tell you uh, as, as a child. At any time. Yeah, Elsie, I have to tell you, honestly, as a child, at any point in my life, I can't think of a single time I ever thought, hey, I'll go lick that. Like, that's just never occurred to me yeah, even but, as a child. But you know, there's those kids that lick poles when they're frozen and get their tongue stuck. Oh, well, that's different. You know, triple no. dog dare ya. That's right. Hey, we've said two things now shoot your eye out, triple dog dare. There's a theme. And there was a, and yeah. And then so the other thing is, you know how babies like mirrors because they're cool and they're smooth and they put them uh, when they're teething or they put them on their face or whatever. So I guess a pole is a cool, smooth, like metallic popsicle. I don't know. I can't even watch the scene in Elf 
Yeah. Where where he eats the bubble gum off the subway rails. Oh, oh. yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I can't even watch that scene. So for you to have a front row seat to that, Elsie, oh, my yeah. gosh. Do you believe, well, Dresden, in the... what? Well, actually, let me put this to Eliza. Eliza, do you believe in the three-second or five-second rule? Absolutely. You do? How about yeah, you, Dresden? Oh, what, sure. about, what about you, Dresden? Are you... A... It depends if there's chocolate on it. Oh, I see. So that just extends... Yeah, if it's a piece of chicken it's breast... It's really a preservative. Then... Yeah, chicken breast. Yeah, but if there's chocolate and caramel, yeah. <laughs> That's right. 80-second rule. And Elsie, yeah, Elsie, I know you. You're pretty good with the uh, food that falls on the floor. You're, you, yeah. you adapt quickly. Well, my place is clean. I, I know the floor is clean. If okay. it's near the litter box, no. But other than that... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, true. yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a negative Sprinkles. second rule. It's like it's like if it falls through the air and I catch it in my hand, I, I'm I'm making a decision. So just because it like I'm kidding, but it's it's I I if it hits the floor, I'm done. I really can't do it. Like maybe a cracker and I can blow it off. Maybe maybe, but anything that could even pick up a particle, I'm just not in. I don't consider myself a full blown manic germaphobe but i'm definitely i do now <laughs> i didn't until now so yeah. thank you confessions with mark Rako. but if i had licked the floor prior and it fell on that spot i'm good uh anyway so uh uh it is time for our testament our a prayer to tina fey oh, yes. uh just to give yes, you a wiki yes, yes, yes. input on this oh i love eliza has already assumed the prayer pose which i assume was for this i didn't know what if you just, girl. you just felt <laughs> i don't know what we're doing yeah. but you look like the emoji it's so perfect i love she was she, eliza <laughs> clearly has a yes and mindset and i appreciate it <laughs> uh, eliza we want nothing more other than you of course to have tina fey on this show near this show Think about this show. Anything we, every episode, for many, many episodes, we pray to the comedy gods in hopes that by putting it out to the universe, somehow, some way it will connect and it will happen. So just so quickly, we'll do a quick prayer. I'll lead it. Anyone that wishes to participate, just go ahead. Oh, Tina Fey, please, comedy gods, we wish you, please, please come here. If you want to shoot you. And scene. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. An improv game Ooh. right after this. A butt, a fart, and a poop walked into a bar. This joke is already funnier than funny people talking. As an American, there is no greater privilege and responsibility than choosing who will represent you and your family to determine the course of history, your lives, the economy, your health, your safety, on November 3rd, please choose to vote. To vote early, or if you need an absentee or mail-in ballot, please visit vote.org. Your future self thanks you. Okay, everybody, it is time for... And now, an improvisational comedy game. Yes, an improv game, and we're going to play a fun improv game it's it's one of our our fav- as opposed to a very unfun hurtful <laughs> depressing improv game no. does have happened <laughs> i was just playing off your word fun you, well that that's always possible when we play a brand new one <laughs> uh, no no try and true try and true try and true it's happened <laughs> <laughs> but i thought it might be a fun time to revisit uh, a goodie which is musical argument. Uh, we love this game. And basically how it goes, Eliza, is uh, we're given a suggestion uh, of or in a relationship. So we'll give a relationship and then the two people playing are having an argument. The only thing is they must sing mm. every part of the argument. So Can I just help explain it by telling her like a cool thing I got to do on the show? Absolutely. So oh, yeah. I was paired with George Washington of Hamilton. That would be the amazingly talented Tamar Green. And oh. uh, Elsie made me be the teacher. And Tamar was in the third grade and I wouldn't let him eat his lunch. And 
Mark gave us the genre of 80s rock power ballad. Oh, that's right. The genre. We had a ball. I listened to it again recently. I laughed myself silly. And now I can put on my resume that I have sung with a Hamilton star and scene. That's true. <laughs> so we're going to do this one a little different than that, just to mix it up since we just did the one with Tamar. I mean, it was very successful, and I love that format, but just in the interest of not just doing the exact same game just like three shows ago, we're going to do musical argument, just like I said. We'll suggest a relationship, but the key is that you have to work a phrase into the argument as often as you can. So mm, it's a challenge. Okay. You have to sing, and you have to stay in the relationship, and you have to work the phrase in. So uh, I'll since since I made the suggestion, I'll be happy to be one of the people that goes first to test drive this. I've never done this before. I'm going to do it with Dresden, and maybe Elsie and Eliza can do it together uh, with the second argument. Fair enough? Mm -hmm. So, Eliza, if you could suggest a relationship for Dresden and I, any any relationship in the world is fine. But what's okay. the main twist from the previous one? You have to use a phrase that's suggested and integrate oh, right. it as often as possible. Wow, mamas. Okay, thanks. Yeah, hard, right? So, yeah. while singing. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So, relationship, a bus driver, and a commuter. Oh. Can't remember the last <laughs> time I took a bus, honestly, but that sounds good. Okay. Uh, and by that, I don't mean that pretentiously. I just... Can't remember the last time I took one. I just, I just, I don't know. All right. So bus driver and a commuter. Uh, sounds uh, good. And Elsie, the phrase. The phrase. No, you cannot pay with toenail clippings. Oh, my God. And do we both have to say it, Mark? I think that's only fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay. May I come on? May I come on? May I come on the bus, please? I'll open the door for you because I have to. It's my job. There's no reason to be rude. There's no reason to be rude. I'm not in the mood, but I can only pay with toenail clippings, toenail clippings. That's all I've got to pay Excuse with. Excuse me while I throw up in my Diet Coke bottle. But let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, you cannot play with toenail clippings, you crazy weird man. <laughs> By the way, I love how this is one of those like loose operettas that like doesn't have an actual melody per se, <laughs> but we're like sort of. That's kind of like every modern one that's being written I know, now anyway, exactly, so rock exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did you say... Did you say I cannot pay with toenail clippings? I would pay with anything else if I had some drippings. I only use that word because it's the one I know that rhymes with toenail clippings. Well, the Diet Coke bottle's now full because you've completely nauseated me. Get off my bus. <laughs> Take your Frito clippings and never come back again. Nah. There's no reason to be rude and throw me out. Oh, God, it's out. not over. Why you throw me out. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> wow. I think Broadway's calling. <laughs> Yeah, oh, they're, calling, they're calling to say, thank God we're closed. <laughs> That's what they're calling to say. Uh, Eliza, gonna... I appreciated the conducting, by the way. Eliza was <laughs> that like, was beautiful. I'm, I'm going to get into it. That was uh, interesting for sure. Um, Can I, I be a little mad at Elsie for grossing me out? Yes. Okay. I, I always support that, by the way. Elsie, why? Why? I don't know. Toenail clippings are funny. <laughs> they are. And you can, you can grow them, and there's 20... You know, million possibilities of length and color and nastiness. Were you nastiness, just going to say so. there's 20 oh. toenails? You were no. going to say there's toenails. Okay. 20 million. No, because they keep growing. You just keep cutting them. You can cut them short. You can cut them little slivers. You can, you know. I'm sure we can talk to Eliza Duhouse Kingsbury <laughs> yep. about something that's a little more exciting. All right. It's time for Eliza and Elsie <laughs> to have an argument, probably way more successfully than at least my part of it. So uh, we just warmed you up, want to show you a sketch and a 
cocktail napkin. Now do the real thing, will you? Uh, uh, yeah, I feel warm. I feel warmed up. Okay, definitely. your, your cool. relationship. <laughs> you, I'm going to let uh, Dresden think of the uh, phrase here so she can have a little, uh, you know, a little uh, revenge. But anyway, uh, the relationship between the two of you is uh, you are uh, twin sisters. Twin Ooh. sisters who had been separated at birth. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's we're not doing sideshow the musical. Okay. Um, the okay. phrase is, "I will let you pet my donkey if you buy me bubblegum." Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> You've been okay. saving that okay. one up, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, and take it away. Hey, sis. You know that petting zoo that we both invested in. Well, I think that my donkey hat needs more space than yours. He's quite grumpy. He's quite bossy. And he'd feel better if you would just pet him. But I won't let you pet him unless you give me bubble gum. Well, sis, we just met. We haven't seen each other for our entire lives. Sis, that pet, I think you're being unreasonable. Who says I even chew gum? Why would you think that I have bubble gum on my person? <laughs> my person. <laughs> hey, you're right. I remember now. You've always had bad breath. And, and that's why we separated at birth. But listen, it's really important to me that my donkey gets petted today. So if you could just make the bubblegum happen, please. Well, sis, as you put it, my bad breath in the womb, that's not fair. <laughs> I can't believe you've been holding that grudge for all of these years. But thanks for remembering and calling me out on it. So I will just do the best that I can. And I will pet that donkey and I will find some bubble gum. And if it comes off the bottom of a bench, then I will give you some. Very nice. Very, very good. Very and she good. brought it okay. back to the dirty subway. So I have three th I have three things to say in response to that. Number one, oh Eliza. Eliza, well done. That sounded like a legit tune. <laughs> yeah. In like in like, you know, Heathers or something like that on Broadway. You know what I mean? It was like a legit thing. Secondly, doesn't everybody have bad breath in the womb? I assume, you know, so um, please, 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 after after toenail clippings, can we Okay. No. And no. and and thirdly, I feel very plausibly that there's a narrow range of musicals that Elsie would be able to do based on the range of <laughs> notes that you seem to yeah. prefer so i'm just you know um tom waits and me we got it like <laughs> all right well that was excellent well done yeah mark can we just cut Lots ours out in the edit i know I, it's just there's no reason so oh uh gosh. i'm glad ours was first though because otherwise if we were following that i'd be i'd be embarrassed so we are just cruising along on this episode we are all the way up to our interview with eliza right after this. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Funny People Talking and Elsie at Elsie the Producer. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. Eliza, Eliza Kingsbury. Okay. No, 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 no. Eliza Dewberry Kingsbury. Oh, yes. It's Dewberry? <laughs> it's not Dewberry. <laughs> yes, it is. It's Dewhurst. Dewhurst? Dewhurst? Yes. Dewhickey's pretty good. No, what is it really? I knew it was not Dewhickey, by the way. <laughs> Eliza, uh, can you say it for me, please? Eliza Dewhurst Kingsbury. Very nice. Oh, my <laughs> God. Somebody <laughs> freaking get. Helena Bonham Garner and get a movie made 
Right. That's right. Exactly. Everyone in the movie, by the way, will have three names. Every yes. actor or actress in the movie, three names. <laughs> okay, so I like to start out with the question that I that I I often start out with when when we have a conversation like this. And I think it's fair because you do actually list yourself. You you introduce yourself and you list yourself on, on your website, Eliza, as and this may not be the order, but as a comedian, actress, singer, writer. Uh mm-hmm. those those things or actor maybe use the word term term actor i apologize if you could only use one word who are you oh boy there's a word that i recently learned about called multi-potentialite and that's people um who have a lot of different interests and passions and (laughs) honestly i could not pick just one so i would go with either comedian or multi-potentialite so the through line wow. is really comedian for you across the other dis- the other the other things. While you're capable of drama, it is the comedian part of you that sort of separates you from the pack a little bit. I think so, yeah, because it kind of I, I can infuse all of my different interests into that. Okay, we, we'll talk about the Lady Gaga parody in a moment, but I do want to ask you what was the first moment you really remember clearly that you said. I might actually be able to do this as a career or or get paid for it or like take it actually seriously as a vocation. What what was the first moment you thought that could be possible? Do you remember? Yeah. Well, I've always been an actor and I've always been a singer, but I'm remembering this time when I was auditioning for a musical in high school and there was um a line I think in the callback and I did it in this funny way that I didn't even realize I was being funny and everybody was on the floor and I had no idea that I had that muscle just kind of like already there. And I let, I was like, Ooh, I, I like this power. I like this sensation. I like this feeling of being able to make people laugh. And ever since then I was like, I know I can do comedy. I don't have to question it. I know it's in there. Well, you have a real comedy background here with, uh, you know, not only do you write your original music in the style of different pop artists, <laughs> uh, you have a, a solo show uh, that you've done, Pop Stars Are Dumb But We Love Them, which had yeah. an extended <laughs> run at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. That's no joke, people. And other <laughs> credits, Upright Citizens Brigade's Mod Night. It's mm-hmm. several running shows, Bridge and Tunnel, the Montreal Sketch Fest, Toronto Sketch Fest, and Reductress. These, these are... These are all no joke. You've been around and getting some things done. Where do you think you are right now in the trajectory of your career as you imagine it? Well, of course, everything's tough right now because of COVID. Every project, everything that most artists had planned are now on hold. Upright Citizens Brigade in New York City is currently closed. And I think it's really a time to do some self-reflection and to create content. So... I can't say I'm enjoying having to be in this position where, you know, the work is tough, but it's great to be able to lean on my own creativity to to start making more work. So, yeah, I've got videos I've got planned and more writing I want to accomplish, writing a pilot and uh, things like that. So it's not all bad. (laughs) So I love that you're involved in that Bright Citizens Brigade. A lot of people might not realize that that you know and second city are the and the groundlings big feeders into saturday night live so you know what you know of sketch it's a really big name in the business i did notice in your bio that you called it the amy polar's upright citizen brigade mm. <laughs> now two questions there one has it been rebranded and i didn't know it and two do you know tina fey <laughs> <laughs> If you didn't say it, I was gonna. <laughs> um, that would be a hard no and a oh, hard no. Oh, just chuck it. Just you know, <laughs> you had to. You had you're to. You're very, you're very talented. I mean, you could be BFFs. So, uh, but I, lo- I love the BFFs with Tina Fey. I wish though, she's but amazing. I, I love that you're casting a wide net. You know, there's the triple threat, and then there's people who can do comedy. So you're quadruple threat, and it's. Uh, it's I love I love that you knew you had it in you and that you don't have to sweat about it and have somebody else convince you that you're funny. I think that's absolutely fantastic that you know <laughs> you are a comedian and then you'll allow all the other stuff to be lumped together, which is kind of cool. Yeah, thanks. I try. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's get to the elephant in the room, if you will, and that is uh, uh, I, I know you actually through my wife, Heather, who told me about your Lady Gaga parody. <laughs> First of all, uh, let's just hear a, a little bit of it now. Playback. Who am I? I told you just dance. I wore a meat dress. I caused a scene. Who am I? I'm Andy Warhol. I'm like a man, but then I'm also a so many things i'm blood and monsters and i also sing jazz Okay, so first of all, that's hilarious and really mm-hmm. well produced, by the way. You got to put yeah. a lot into that. So let's let's start with this. Why? What made you decide that needed to be done? It took clearly considerable time, effort, mm-hmm. and resources. And let's start with first why you even did it in the first place and invested all of that and pulled those people into it and everything. It needed to be done. Um <laughs> Someone had to say it. No, um, I um, have always loved pop music and I've always loved pop stars. I wanted to be a pop star when I was a kid. I've been obsessed with Lady Gaga forever. So I never do a parody or an impression unless it's somebody that like means something to me or has inspired me. And um, when I go to do an impression or a parody, I'm always trying to think of, I know it sounds silly, but what is the funny thing about them? Because sometimes you encounter people to do a parody of that. They don't tickle your funny bone. They don't excite you enough. And the thing that excited me the most about Lady Gaga is that she seems to have no one direction she's going in and no singular way to identify her. She's constantly changing and evolving. And in a way, I think that's that's special and it's unique and it kind of encapsulates who she is and uh, I wanted to poke fun at that but I also wanted to celebrate it so it's kind of it's a parody but it's also a little bit of like an homage Mm -hmm. nice tell us about the actual production of that what went into it how many days did it take what was involved and and also you know how did it go like what's been the reaction feedback and maybe even doors that have opened from it Well, uh, the idea came from my show, Pop Stars Are Dumb, But We Love Them, where I was writing unique parodies for different pop stars. So the writing process for that song actually started a couple years ago when I was writing the show. And I had the song there. And once the show ended at UCB, I decided I wanted to create some music videos out of them. So I picked three and I did an Indiegogo and I raised some money and I did all of the music production in my apartment, my husband and the film I edited and I produced it and I co-directed it. So a lot of the work fell on my shoulders, yeah. but it was worth it. It was totally worth it. And I'm really happy with how it came out. I think it it awesome. kind of tells the world who I am. Excellent point. And you know what? It's fun because a lot of women of in the pop world don't get parodied by anybody but drag queens. And I mean, with all due yeah. respect. So mm-hmm. I, I love that you embraced that because audiences enjoy it. Who's your favorite one to do? Uh, well, Lady Gaga. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I love doing impressions of all kinds, musical and not, but definitely um, music wise, I love doing Lady Gaga because I kind of identify with her the most. Who doesn't? <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, just actually watched uh, A Star is Born the other night with my wife, and I don't mind saying, I think that that Bradley was a Cooper remarkable. Is hot. Uh, yes, he <laughs> is. Number one Mark, I agree. Yeah. Snack <laughs> and, cake. And I, I thought she was amazing in it, honestly. I really did. I yeah, thought she's she great. crushed it, especially for her first big film. Who who else inspires you out there that you say, gosh, if I could do something like this person or if I could, uh, you know, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, obviously. But <laughs> but in all seriousness, who who do you have your eye on? That you say, this is who I would exactly like to have the career of, except my version of it. 
my first reaction was Christopher Guest. His Woo! style. His style, yeah. Oh, the mockumentary style and so forth. Yeah, exactly. I was super influenced by his style of making mockumentaries where it's a world that could exist in our universe, but it's a little different. Yeah. And I like making the audience kind of question whether is this parody or is this not? Whoa, um, and and he's so musically inclined. He's such an amazing actor. He's a writer. He does everything. So that's you're cerebral. <laughs> I love no, seriously, that. That's cerebral humor. That's fantastic. Not that seriously, anybody is quick witted, you know, they're highly intelligent. It ju- it's a given. It just really, really is. But you, my friend, that is cerebral and I am digging it. <laughs> I digging it too. I- I'm digging it too. And by the way, uh, I- I'm digging it too. Uh, I-, I have, I have to, I have to say to you, Eliza, that uh, if, if you end up really sort of designing a project and you're ready to undertake that, even if it's a short film and you say, I have this idea. It's a good idea. I'm going to do a mockumentary. Talk to me. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm very good at doing mockumentary stuff, and I have been dying to do another project. Oh, and, great. Um, I really would love to to work on something like that. So uh, let's put our brains together and see what we can do. I love it. Did everyone just hear the sizzle of the synergy coming out of Funny People Talking? Wow. Can you imagine? Yeah. Ooh, good voice. Do it. Do it louder. That was good. A little foley for you. Yeah. Oh. Do some more. Do some louder. That nice was good. Job. <laughs> what was it? It's not multi instrumentalist. What's that other word? ASMR. <laughs> multi potentialite. She does foley oh, too. Oh yes, I love that. Yeah. I don't she know if foley. I like potentialite because I think you've arrived on many of these things. So I think yeah, you're a maybe. multi. Multi throw the mic down night. <laughs> so let's talk about um, how you actually look at humor, Eliza, meaning, you know, you've discovered a great reaction from playing it straight, but having funny content, as you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. you found the, the value of parody, finding, you know, sort of the hole in someone's armor, the kink in their armor and, and making that wider. You've done very silly stuff. And you've done some straight old acting stuff. Have you have you had any opportunity to do some real straight old drama? Oh, it's been so long. And the the actor in me, the Shakespeare freak in me is like ready to do some drama at any time. Yeah. I won't say no to any project. Yeah. This sounds like a good idea for a mockumentary, by the way. A comedian that's dying to be able to do something straight and no one will give him the chance to do it. And even though her name is Eliza <laughs> Dewhurst, Kingsbury, and I happen to know James Ivory quite well. You're too young to know Merchant Ivory, but I can hook you up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, I guess that was all leading to a little bit of a question, which is, how do you approach humor if if you can get your that great cerebral thinker there around that? Like when you say, okay, I want to write something He was funny. pointing to his head when he said the word thinker. Proceed. Just wanted to help our listeners know what thinker meant, but continue. <laughs> yes. By the way, this is audio, so well done, Mark. So anyway, uh, Eliza, what uh, what – what the, we're just off the rails people you were so, circling your face like solar system and i'm like i'm gonna I, help the i'm gonna I help know. the people at home with some fill-ins so you know you know what this is is both dresden and i have had days to separate oh my god today, and so we we are we are going okay it's funny time now. Let's no, be Eliza, funny. No, uh, Eliza and, and, and Elsa are saving us. Bless you, people. Let me tell <laughs> you. Let's hear it for the comedy as medicine. So let's talk about your process then, Eliza. How do you think about humor to whatever degree you can express it? When you approach, you're going to write something. How does that happen for you? Okay, to be literal, I keep a, a running notepad on my phone and at any funny idea, anything that pops into my mind, if I'm like taking a walk, having a conversation with someone, taking a shower, I will jot it down as quick as possible. Sometimes in my dreams, wake up, just like jot it down because you never know. Can you tell me the last thing? What's the last thing you put in your notes? What's the last thing? I don't know. My phone's not next to me. You want to know what mine is? (laughs) Mine is the heiress to the gummy bear fortune. 
Someone told me that their friend was dating the heiress to the gummy beer fortune. I'm like, I have to do something with that. I don't know what yeah. it is. So, so just random. Here, but yeah. Just random like that, right? That yeah. I love. It comes like lightning. I have to tell you that what you you do with those notes is something I aspire to do. I know I should do because all the time, like I'll say something and I'll go, honestly, that would be an amazing line in a movie. Amazing. I have mm-hmm. to write that down. And if I collected these for a long time and then had a premise for a movie and could then just use all of these pieces of dialogue and inject them, I'd have a very strong script, I think. But I don't do it. What I need, if someone can think about this for me for my next birthday or something, I just need an assistant to walk alongside me at all times because I won't even write it down. I just need to go, that was funny. Just make a note of that. That's all I need is Guess that what? assistant. Guess what? Her name is Siri. And all you oh. have to say is, hey, Siri, take a note. Really? Yeah. I, I've That's never all you got to do. I've never so you used got, Siri one She's time actually, ever. what do you want to say? Like, she thinks I really want her to do it. Can you please teach Mark Rako how to use a smartphone? <laughs> Thanks, Siri. The only thing I've ever used Siri for, and I'm telling you the truth, I, I actually turned Siri off on my phone because I didn't want to be bothered with going, like, the reactions. We used Alexa at home. So we have the Alexa, which is still, every time they say something on TV, we're like, shut up. It wasn't talking to you. Yes, yes, But yes, yes. the only thing I did on my phone is I changed the identity that my phone has. Like, instead of it being, like, Mark Rako or whatever, it's, like, Mark Rako, commander of the universe and everything or something like that. But that's yes, the and then when you say, you think you say, hey, Siri, what's my phone's name? Your name is Mark. But because we're friends, I get to call you Mike Rako, commander of the universe. That's it. And yeah, but this one's more exciting. Okay, so here are my, here are my random things. You have to give me some, okay. Eliza. Yes. I'm going to make them funnier, but I have giving directions using fast food chains, which is mm. what I do. I don't use streets. I'm like, go past the Burger King, make a left at the Taco Bell, and then another right at the KFC. And you're going to see right next to Red Robin. And then oh, yeah. COVID, my new nickname is Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> hey, hey, Dresden. Like, I don't even know if they're funny. This <laughs> this sounds like an amazing improv game we should still play sometime. Just use things mm-hmm. from the notes in your phone and you when have you to start do something taking with them. that. When you start taking them. Oh, we'll so you're not willing to use them. the things in your phone. You only want oh, to use the things use in my phone to save yours for the good stuff. You can use all of mine. I just so okay. wish that Eliza was hitting me with her stuff. I know. Uh, I think the fast food directions has legs. That's okay, good, legs. good, good. It does. A stripper, stripper consignment shop. Of uh, wait, is wait? Are are you selling? Are you selling? And that was inspired wait. by a friend having a bra swung over a chair. Like that's wait, all it takes. Wait, does uh, uh, that mean you're selling strippers you don't want anymore? <laughs> That could be I a misconception. That's, what you're say. that's even. <laughs> she knew you were going to say that. I know it was yeah. all thrown off by my timing. My timing was off. Oh on my that. god! Oh my god! And I already, I've already shared this. The the reunion of all the racially charged um, food items that are no longer. Mm. So you know, Uncle Ben and oh, right. Aunt oh, yeah. and the Pillsbury Doughboy. They don't let him in. He's too white. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised. That, yeah. There's yes, exactly. So Eliza, what is sort of crunching through your noggin right now of the next thing you, I know you talked about, you know, be cool to do a mockumentary, but is there an actual thing that you've sorted to like, has the, has the pandemic inspired you in some way to force you to sit down and do some writing or has it created ideas swimming in your head that you, you're, you're chomping at the bit to, to get out and, and, and make real. Well, so my pop stars, music video project was supposed to be three videos that were going to be released by the end of 2020. But because of COVID, I only got to film two of them. The second one is being released in just a few weeks. Is that that a different pop star? Yeah. Are you allowed to say who it is or is it supposed to be a big surprise? No, I'll tell you all about it. Uh, it, (laughs) So it's not a pop star that already exists. It's a pop star that I invented. Ooh, like Borat. Exactly like Borat. Borat the pop star. Her name is Deanne Shirlene, and she's a sellout country diva. So. Well, yeah. She started in a small town, and then yeah. she got big, and she does not remember her roots, and she is not afraid to flaunt her money in front of her hometown. Oh and uh, comedy ensues. So I wrote a killer comedy 
a country song called Country Gal, and that is going to be the next music video in just a few weeks. How fun. Awesome. That's so fun. Love it. So aside from that, I'm going to, yeah, I got writing projects. My next plan after that is to write a pilot. Wow. Well, Keep what, the dream going, girl. Keep <laughs> it going. Do you do you feel when did you start feeling like I need to put an engine on my own career by creating stuff for myself versus saying I want to get noticed by other people and and perform in their things? When did you say I'm doing my thing? Um, I never really had an exact moment like that. It just kind of happened because I can't help but to want to make stuff. It's just part of me. I, I, I'm happy to audition for anything and take any project that comes my way, but I, I have like an itch to make stuff happen. So it's always, I've always been involved in projects and I've always got the wheels turning. Have you ever done stand up? <laughs> I, I attempted stand up. When I first moved to New York City like 10 years ago, and I was terrified, and I never did it again, but I would love to, I would love to get into that at some point. Do you remember any of the jokes that you wrote? No. <laughs> I was just curious if- I think like... I threw that piece of paper away. Like, no. <laughs> did it not oh go Oh my well? God, another one with the paper. Use your phone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, it didn't go terribly. I was just- terrified i have so much respect for stand-up comedians i think what they do is pretty much the bravest form of performance you can do you're you're putting your yourself you're you're being vulnerable you're putting yourself out there you're relying on your own performance and your own writing to make other people laugh in a in a setting where you can't help but to fail before you get good i don't know how they do it i really really don't it's amazing I'm not doing it. <laughs> Fair enough. Good for them. I'll take a pass. If you could do anything with your career and you say, okay, the ladder all leads up to that rung. And yes, I know when you get to that rung, you'll say, okay, I'm here. Now what next? But let's say there's a top rung. What does that look like? And do you think you can do it? I mean, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a huge inspiration. She wrote her own show and performed it and then created a groundbreaking award-winning television show and swept the award season. So I want to do that. That sounds good to me. Create a show. Is that Fleabag? Is that Fleabag? Yeah, Fleabag. Yeah. Yeah. So anything like that sounds great. And that was a great show. I'm so, I'm so sad. I I'll completely understand, but I'm so sad that it ended when it did. It, it felt like it was just getting it stride and I know. and uh but you know good for her for saying no i'm good yeah <laughs> i'm done i'm full so mm-hmm. the, oh that's that's really cool so so carving out your own universe in a way and your own memorable character yeah is really cool do you know who you don't have to say it but do you know who that character is necessarily the pilot that i want to write the show that i want to write is in the back of my mind but i don't know i'll go where the wind takes me well it's so the reason i asked the question is one of the things so i came to new york as an actor like that's what actually brought me to new york was was continuing on what seemed to be something that was happening and what i kept getting is that the casting directors were thinking of me differently than i thought of myself as an actor who Mm -hmm. i thought i would be cast in and so I had to make a decision. Do I want to keep trying to go with where my gut is or do I realize that I'm, I may be wrong about that in terms of being hired by other people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you know who you are and you're going to build things around that and if they're successful, they're successful. If they're not, they're not, but you're following the art, the art of it. Mm-hmm. Then, cause would you say that between the actor that may never make money, but does black box theater and is creatively fulfilled and the actor that says this is purely a business i just want to make as much money as i can and be as big as i can even if it's not fulfilling would you say you're more on the black box end of that scale gosh it's just such a hard balance i don't it seems impossible but i think as long as the creativity is there you can keep going yeah. i i guess i would fall into the category of just keep making stuff and hope for the best and just have faith that maybe it'll work out because you can't survive without the yeah. creativity you really can't well you know you're doing something that's so different than a lot of performers out there and that's that you have an entrepreneurial spirit it seems 
the, the, I think the big difference between people that are talented and make it and talented that don't is how hard they try and how many times yeah. they put themselves to the bat. Because the only difference between you right now, and I, I'm not trying to proselytize, I just am being encouraging. The only difference between you and those people, because I think you got talent. I mean, who who cares what I think? But I think you have talent and you're trying hard. And you're being creative and you want to grow and, you know, and all those things. You've got good improv chops and all those things. But she also has business sense. And that's the thing is you're thinking like a business person by creating those opportunities for yourself. Yep. The people that fail, I see these people come to New York all the time and they are crazy talented and mm. so unique. And I say that person absolutely positively should be a star. And it's not that they made a decision and said, but I want a family or I married this person and they make a choice. It's simply they ran out of gas and got tired of trying and never really were a business person. They wanted to show up and be discovered. Mm. Here's my talent, everybody. And that person's not thinking like a business person. And every once in a while that happens, but usually it doesn't. And what happens is uh, there's a lot of stars out there who three seconds before they got that phone call, they were just you. Yeah. Not just you, but they were you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then one of the things they did cost them his attention. Three seconds later, you get the phone call and everything changes and now they're them. Yeah. And you never know. Just keep stepping up, you know. Yeah. I have a question. Is there a music that's going to be involved in this pilot? No, but like, maybe now that you said that. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking that's that's something that, like, you know, I'm thinking ahead for you on this, the EGOT, you know. Oh, um, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll take so, it. <laughs> so you're going to have this TV pilot that's going to have music in it. Then they're going to want to make it into a Broadway show. And then the show is going to be over. The TV show is going to be over. But people want more. So then you got to make the movie. Yeah. So you're going to have it. Have you met there your you agent, Elsie, yet? I was yes, about to say, we she, should have a, she, let's have a call after this. <laughs> Elsie's EGOTS is the That's name right. of the I firm. love it. Yep. Because <laughs> you can. The thing is, you can. You've got that. You've, you can do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's huge that's, endorsement, Eliza. So, awesome. Aw. So, yeah. so I'm hoping that in X months or years when you have your EGOT, Sure. Or when you, at least when you get your first big break, you'll look back at this discussion as one <laughs> one of the ingredients in the encouragement soup that propelled you forward and, you know, encouraged you to say, gosh, they did say they believed in me. And, you know, it's uh, and this isn't about, you know, fawning praise over you. This is just about saying just speaking more conceptually. Yeah, they, about they the never of they never build me up like this. Yeah. <laughs> It's, 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 it's true. They really see what, something in you, honey. What happened is it, it went right up until the moment she said, yes, I'll do the podcast. It all dropped off after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so right up until then. Anyway, last question, at least for me, is um, if you could work with anybody that exists now mm. in film, television, or stage, and and somehow there could be a project that you got to work with them in any capacity. P put it out to the universe. Mm, okay. Not Tina Fey. She's mine. No. Uh, okay. You can have <laughs> Tina Fey. Um, oh, boy. I mean, yeah, of course I would love to work with Christopher Guest. Um, of course. If he's still making sure. things. And um, I, I would certainly hope that he is. And uh, Lady Gaga. There you go. Hey, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I just looked at my crystal ball and they said Christopher Guest's career has just been incredibly <laughs> re-energized by a new talent on the scene by the name of Eliza. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, Eliza, how can people find your, uh, you know, your social media, your website, your parodies and, and look out for the next one? Uh, yeah, they can go to my website, ElizaKingsbury.com. They can find me at E for Eliza, D-E-W for Dewhurst and L-I-T-T-L-E for Eliza Doolittle, E Doolittle at, uh, and that's Instagram, right? Oh, at E Doolittle. Yes, that's okay. it. That's so fun. <laughs> we got that, there. That, that, we got there. We got there. Well, that seems easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eliza Kingsbury, uh, I have to tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it to you, Dresden. The, uh, the full treatment with the name. 
Eliza Dewhurst Kingsbury. Thank you. We do love you so and appreciate you being on the show and wish you well. You're, you're doing some good stuff. You're trying really hard. The Lady Gaga parody video is hilarious and really well done. And nice production value, too. I know it took a lot to do that. Yeah. Well, that's not easy to do. There's a lot of pieces to that. You know, it's funny, even when you, like you using a film as an example, if you do a film and the film is mediocre... Most people do not realize what a monumental accomplishment it is to complete like a feature film. Just to actually physically execute that is amazing, much less it being good. So my point is to do something like a parody music video and have costumes and, and scenery dancers, and dancers choreography, and, and yeah. lip syncing and then you already had to record it and you had to write. That's a lot of stuff. And I, I salute you for executing all of that to that point. So go big or go home. How, how, yeah. by the way, how satisfied are you with the attention that that's gotten you so far? It's been amazing. I've had so many people express their, that they enjoy it. And I'm, I'm so happy about it. It's great. And I love your answer. It had to be done. So you did it. It had to be done. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's... And another one's coming in, in a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> All right. Super excited. Yeah. All right. That's it for this episode of Funny People Talking. Eliza Kingsbury, thank you so much. Best Yay. of luck. You've got a bright path ahead. Thank you all for listening. We sure do appreciate it. And uh, so for our good friend and producer, Elsie. Thank you. And our good friend and co-host, Dresden. Yay, keep on laughing. I'm your good friend and your co-host, Mark Rako. Have a great day, everybody. And by the way, please, stay funny. That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, oh boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at Funny People Talking or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard.